Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I have a, I have a, a cousin slash brother that that's his life. He's, I don't think he's ever had a job in his entire life. So he's, he's an extremely high risk taker when it comes to money or endeavors, right? So he always, I, I give him credit. If he come up with a, a, a heavy hitter idea, he called me. I'm the first person he called. I got it. We about to eat. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All I need. All what you, you got to do. <laughs> what we doing? So he's like, I'm going to do this, 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 this. I'm putting this concert on and we got to do this. You got to drop what you're doing and come to L.A. right now. Whoa. Oh, man. I've been, I've been married and rearing <laughs> kids this whole time. So he was like, man, you, you never really roll the dice, man. If it don't work, I'm going to go sleep on the couch. I was like, there it is. I don't have that option. I'm not telling my wife and all my children, hey, let's go sleep on this couch because I'm going to roll the dice on this thing. I think it's going to blow. But if it's early, now is the time to fail. You don't have a wife yet. You don't have children yet. You're mobile. You're mobile enough to say, I'm going overseas for two years and go get this tax-free money. Then I'm going to come back and I'm going to invest it like this. Or you could say, I'm selling everything I got. I'm going to buy this van. <laughs> and I'm going to pack me a duffel bag. And I'm going state to state with this thing that I do. And I'm going to network. And by the time I make it from California to New York, hopefully I have enough connections to where this thing going to blow. They tried to count me out. I'm going to count me in. Fill up my bank account. Now I got something to spend. Nah, nah, nah. Let's get it. Welcome to the Dead Sun Show. We have meaningful conversations about life through the lens of fatherhood. I'm going to back up. I'm going to break it up this time because my, my partner, my co-host, we'll introduce him in a second. But he just ran the intro before I ran the intro said he ain't ready. So we keep doing this dance about who's going to do the intro. He said he about, what, 33%? I'm 33% in. 33%. We're going to get to it. You're going to see his, his face more in the, in, the, uh, in the intro than mine. But welcome to the show. Like, share, subscribe. I'm one of your hosts, D. Johns. I'm James. James Johnson. He ain't even go Jay Black. See, See he, he got See he got frazzled. <laughs> oh, he had his collar on. My James Johnson shirt on. Man. <laughs> he got his collar yeah. shirt on. Got his collar shirt on. Uh, but yeah, welcome to welcome to the show. This is your first time or your fiftieth or your sixtieth because that's how many episodes are up right now. <laughs> Plenty of opportunities. Actually, there's a couple bonus episodes up because we kept I kept referencing the identity piece right. in the previous episodes. Yep. The first two waves are up. So now we can say at the time of this recording, the first couple of parts on the identity special, 16 men in the room, sharing, being vulnerable, being transparent about what identity means to us, what we struggle with, what we've overcome. Very yeah, powerful yeah. conversation. It was amazing. Yep. Amazing. More of those to come. But Studio H, we in here in the groove. Shout out to DFW Film Crew, because <laughs> we're going to make sure everything is recording all at once, because the one-man band ain't getting it. <laughs> ain't getting it. Y'all might not have known we actually connected to a studio, a film studio with a whole lot of capability. So we'll start taking advantage of all those, uh, of the look, the look and feel. But how you feeling today, my Man, brother? I feel good. I feel good. It's a good, good time. Weather is good. Vibes are good. Energy is good. So I don't have any complaints right now. Not that I'm a complainer, 
But just sometimes, even if you're not a complainer, you got something to say something about. Yeah. Not me. I feel good. That's wild that you said that because you're not a complainer. You always been like that. It was a, it's, it's a learned behavior, man. It's, it's because I grew up around a bunch of old heads and they always tell you, what you got to complain about? Who, nobody care. That's what they tell you your whole life. Who cares? Who cares? What is going to change? So fix it. If something not right, something not like you want it, I know that sounds like I'm being self-righteous about that, but the truth is, just go fix that thing. Get to it. Yeah. Get to it, man. Yeah. How's, um, let's see what we're going to tap into with your academics. You want to talk about that on here? We can. The academia. You yeah. Know, my man in school. So, yeah. so, I mean, perfect segue into that, man. You said you, you want to fix something, you want to better yourself. Absolutely. Get that's to it. You know, it, you're not, it's never too late. Yeah. That's how, that's how I know, man, we be on the right path. The universe be... Constantly bumping us. If we try to get off the path, we can't. Excuse Even me. if we think we're getting <laughs> off, it bumps us back on. Yeah. But for those that don't know, I'm back in school. Went to college years, years ago. <laughs> and life was lifing, man. I, I jumped out. I didn't complete my college career back then. So I shut that down. Go got my Went and got my family on track. Got my life on track. Learned some things. Crashed some things. And now life kind of is in a position to where I was like, hey, let's go finish the job. Because sometimes, you know, we tell ourselves, even, you know, childbirth, money, career, job, we always say, not right now, I'm not ready. But it's often said from a wise person, if you wait till you're ready, you'll never be ready. Sometimes you got to put your foot in that water, man. So school is going great. We're coming to the end of the semester. This is my first semester back. Pleased to say that boy got straight A's like a little kid. Look at that. Look at God. So we living. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a dope testimony, man. Because man. in hindsight, I took the scenic route. My my four year took seven years. Yeah. Just yeah. because I, I and I've kind of mentioned it before on, on other episodes, but just a word of encouragement, stay active. Yes. Stay active. Please. If school, number one, figure out what your thing is and what you want out of life and kind of reverse engineer that. That's the that's the approach. That I wish that I had taken. Right. I'm trying to take on my kids now. Right. Uh, so, because school is not for everybody, but even if school is for you, you don't have to get it done all at once. Right. Right. If that's not the pace or the load that you can handle, don't be afraid to uh, to do what works for you. I yeah. guess that's the message. Yeah. Which is really on on par with what we're talking about tonight, man. Is uh, dear son, now is the perfect time to fail. Now is the perfect time. To fail. Perfect time to fail, man. And that that kind of that kind of correlates to my scenic route. Yeah. I took some chances in life that weren't necessarily advised right. <laughs> or right. traditional. Yeah. But they they definitely shaped, you know, ultimately they ended up shaping my career. So I'm happy about that. But because because they hear so much of my voice initially, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it to you, man. What was some what were some chances that you took early that may not have worked out as you thought, but definitely propelled you into who you are today or shape that became the success that you are? I would I would have to say just telling myself I'm going to have something or that's mine. I'm going to get it. I, I can name three different scenarios or instances where I did that. I went bought a house before I was able, ready, or in a position or could afford or knew the process of buying a house. I just, I don't want to say I woke up one day and was like, I'm going to buy a house. Almost. Almost, because at that time, my situation was, I'm tired of this. I'm not renting anymore. I'm going to buy a house. Went shopping, going to these new build areas, went to a spot and just told the guy. Went inside the sales office. It was a, there was a black guy. I told him, I was like, man, I'm about to buy one of your houses. And he kind of looked at me. He took me serious. But at the same time, he could tell in my conversation, like, 
wow, that's what we doing. <laughs> but look, it panned out, man. It, it really did. I, I bought that house. I went, picked it. He was like, man, I got the perfect house. This, 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 this. Not the same vein, a real life scenario just about decision making. There were some other instances, you know, where I just said, hey, I'm about to start my own business. I'm tired of working for people. What what background do you have? You know, questions that a responsible human being would ask you. <laughs> what have you done? What do you know? What do you know how to do? Man, I know how to go get money. Well, what kind of response is that? Who are you right. talking to? It's common. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I kid you not, I was working at, <clears throat> I don't want to say the brand, but I was working at a brand of a, a, a beverage distributor. So I said, I'm going to go and start hot shotting. The oil field was jumping. I always have a plan, though, guys. So what I ended up doing, I went found a guy that was already in the game, and he just wanted to be an investor. He had a, a truck, he had a trailer, and he said, hey, this is the contract I have going right now. If you find a bigger, better contract, you get a, better, a bigger, better chunk of the contract because it's your contract at that point. Don't but you were able to bid it through his company? I took the truck and trailer to the new company, gotcha. new spot. Worked my way in for about three months. And he was like, man, you did it. I sure did, man. You got two weeks because I'm going to buy me another truck and trailer for myself. Thank you. And stepped out. Like, in them, you, you, it said three weeks to three months. You made it work. Three months. It was three months three with months. the initial. Because At what point during that three months did you start rethinking whether or not you should have stayed with plan, <laughs> with plan A? Of course, A, even if, if that wasn't the plan. Because what you were doing may not have been the plan either, what you were doing before that. But I, I would have to say about that third week, the money wasn't adding up. Gotcha. Because, again, he didn't have any knowledge of the business. He just was an investor. He didn't quit his day job. Uh, he just heard trucking was making some money. So he was like, uh, I got the truck over at this company. But I've been driving trucks, just not in my own space. So when I got over there and saw how things were running, I was like, uh, I went home and had a conversation. It's not going to work. To the point where the guy digging in his pocket to kind of supplement, like, ah, oh, man, I know I told you I'll give you this percentage, but nothing from nothing leave nothing, you know what I mean? So I'll take a hit and just kind of give you something to where, you sure you want to do this? He even asked me. You got a man, cushion. Don't, don't hurt my feelings, man. If this thing not doing it, you might need to shut this down. You got a life to run. Yeah. I don't quit like that, brother. Gotcha. I'll be right back. Gotcha. Just starting the business. I did that a few times. I remember being my, my partner. So this was before marriage when... I had a little more flexibility to live loose right. and take some chances. Right. We started a, a what do we call ourselves? An entertainment promotion firm. Get money. <laughs> we throw a party. <laughs> throw a party. Ain't know nothing about a party aside from paying to get into a party. That's it. Just jumped out there, man. We uh, we were called citywide entertainment. <laughs> That's how big we thought. <laughs> we, nah, we gonna be we gonna we gonna be big as the city, <laughs> big as the city, and uh, we just. Like, I, I've always been that kind of person that, like, let's let's try it. Let's figure That's it right. out. <laughs> jump yeah. out, build, what they say, jump out and, and, and make your parachute on the way down kind of thing. <laughs> then it was cool because life was easy. Yeah. I mean, I had basic responsibilities. I had rent, I had a vehicle, insurance, didn't have children, didn't right. have a wife, didn't even have a serious girlfriend at that time. So it was it was real easy to, to just say we're going to do this and go do it. And see how it turned out. And see how it turned out. But at some point in life, many of us lose that. It seems like that, that happens with age. It doesn't work in reverse yeah. for most people. That part of me, I want to pass down to my children. Yeah. I know we always say, dear son, this is about parenting uh, in general. I want them to know that it's okay to take a chance. But like you said, have a plan. 
The problem is most of my examples didn't have plans. <laughs> so I, so I, don't, I don't really have the lived experience to pass on to them. But what do you think about like if, so we both have sons that are 15, you're 16 already? You're, you're He's actually second. 16. He'll 16? be 17 next month. Right. So we got 16 going on 17. I got 15 going on 16. Kind of in that, that's kind of in the window when I started getting curious about how I'm going to get money. Right. right. Is it cutting grass? Is it doing this? Is it doing that? Buying something? One price selling it for another? What is your position on taking chances in your conversation? Like, if he came to you and said, Pops, I want to I wanna do this unconventional thing. Like, how do, you, <laughs> how do you process that, given your experiences and how you kind of live loose for a little bit? Like, we on the other side of that now. Yeah. And I definitely get my perspective, too, but yeah. Yeah. I asked first. That's <laughs> <Right. laughs> so on you. To be honest, I'll, I'll welcome it. Um, and I'll be mindful of the questions that I ask to not discourage, but to expand his thought process. Because that a lot of times, that's the mistake we make. It's not that you have a bad idea. You can have a million-dollar, billion-dollar idea. You're just not thinking far enough ahead with it. You're thinking, I'm about to start a candy business. I'm going to buy some candy. You haven't thought about what's the cheapest candy, most affordable candy, what candy people like. You know, market research. You don't know the meaning of the word. You're just like... This is what I'm doing, and it's going to make money. So I'll try to ask questions that I think will, will spark ideas for him to build on his idea. Because you have to understand that the society that we live in right now is a microwave. They want it right now. Nobody wants to teach. Nobody wants to take the time for you to learn on their dime. They really don't. They're like, hey, show up knowing or don't show up. You know, mm -hmm. that's even in sports. Uh, by the time you're in high school, they're not even teaching fundamentals anymore. They expect you to say, go hire a trainer. By now, you should show up ready. Yeah, you should know. And it only get worse after that. So I would I would encourage it because I don't want to kill that entrepreneurial spirit because that's what you need to really survive, in my opinion, for what I have in mind for, for mine. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, don't be willy-nilly like, that's a great idea, son. Go get it. You're setting them up for failure. You better dig. You better dig. What, what do you see as far and and to add to your question, do you have a different approach for your sons with that that entrepreneurial spirit or or a quick, reckless roll the dice mm -hmm. idea versus your daughters? Do you want one to be more strategic than the other? More strategic, no. I'm I'm as open to either mm -hmm. kind of charting their own, you know, charting their own course, charting their own path. Right. What my initial concern is where I am just in terms of like total transparency. And my growth is ensuring that I'm not turning them away with my facial expressions and my body language. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm over the I'm over the hurdle now of picking the right words. Yeah, yeah. But that my, my body language. Yeah, my face was just like, what? You gonna, <laughs> you gonna you gonna do what? I like that's that's just a challenge in life in general. So that's that's one thing I want to be mindful of to make sure that I I honor the environment for them to actually trust me with yeah. what they're thinking about doing. Right. Because one thing that we that we talk about a lot on this platform is communication. Yes. Right. And yes. how generation to generation, sometimes the communication isn't as solid, uh, isn't as fluent. It isn't as it doesn't happen as often as we like. So I want to make sure that I'm not discouraging them even in another part of life or another aspect of something that they want to do right. that turns them off from bringing this to me. Right. right? If right. <laughs> Like we talk right. about. I got a girlfriend. You don't want no girl. You ain't got no girlfriend. You know what you're doing, right? <laughs> right. So I, I, I already shut them down. I didn't buck that down. And then we come to this, and we don't even get to the conversation. So I want to be mindful of that. For me, 
there's no difference in the girls, my daughters versus my sons. And that's primarily because my daughter, I had two daughters first. Right, right, right. So, and, and everybody in this house has a creative thing. Yeah. Right? At one point or another, we've all had a conversation about how they want to monetize it. Right? And that we haven't actually developed the plans in every case. Right. But because what they see, me and Keisha, Keisha's my wife for the, for the watching and listening audience, we're pursuing entrepreneurship right now in Absolutely. a big way. Like I've segued out of corporate America, which was my life for 20 plus years up until October 2022, more by force than by choice, but it was forced at the right time. Right. So they're seeing us, which is also scary. And the lessons that I'm learning now, because I'm only learning them now, yeah. I don't have them down packed in a manner to say, here, son, this is what you do. <laughs> Daughter, this is what you go, this is how we're going to do it. This is probably what you'll experience. I get that in corporate. Yeah. But again, in corporate, I can't handle my job. Right. I right, can handle right, my right. business. Now, if the business is successful or, or, or fledgling, you know, failing, perfect time to fail. That's a whole nother thing. So that's, that's my concerns right now is that I haven't, I can't, I can't talk. I can only talk to the extent that I walked it. Right. And I'm early in the journey. Right, right, right. Which is, which is, in my opinion, good and bad, though. Because children, and I say children, children, your children could be 22, they could be <laughs> right. 20, it 16. <laughs> in my opinion, sometimes, for, especially for something like that, it's better to see them, well, for them to see the process. If a successful person goes to a teenager and says, this is what you do to be successful they'll receive that most of the time from a stranger, but not from their own parents. If your parent tells you, this is what I did, this is how I became successful, this is all you have to do, they think you're just talking. You're harping at them as a parent. But if they see you going through the steps, the grind, the ups, the downs, the pitfall, but then saw you fight through that and saw it pay off, you just gave them the model. You didn't have to tell me. I watched you do it. I watched mom do it. So this is what it looks like. Sometimes for those teenagers, seeing what it looks like resonates with them better than you telling them. You telling them it's going in one ear and out the other. They just don't roll like that. If they see it and look at you and kind of give you a head nod, they they some some most, especially these hoodie wearers, they don't really <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> in the summer. They don't really come out and say, Dad, I saw that, man. Thank you for that. That's not really most of the time, that's not in their vocabulary. But they do see it, and you'll see some of the things that they're saying to their friends if they think you're not listening. And you'll hear yourself coming out, and you're like, man, I'm doing something right. That's an interesting dynamic because, I, like, our kids are clustered. We got the three oldest, 19, 17, 15, and then we have nine and eight at the time of this recording. Mm -hmm. So the nine and eight, most of their alert life, they've seen us in this space, so it's more natural to them. Right. Whereas my oldest know that I was in corporate and know that that provided a lifestyle. Now, no longer, they might be thinking, okay, how is, is, when is the jig up? Right. <laughs> like, like are, we, are we moving this summer? Like, right. what, like, like what's really happening? But my, right. my youngest daughter, second youngest child, Eden, keeps me honest. Yeah. She's like, how was work today? Or how was, how was your business today? Absolutely. Love that. Oh, you do, you do this? Or she sees, what are you doing? And I'm telling her I'm editing. Oh, you do that for money? Sometimes the answer, the answer is yes, but sometimes what I'm what's on the screen is not for money. Right. Yet, right? Yeah, it might right. be a project that I'm working on, but it's like, ah, she's connecting the dots with what my time is is generating. Absolutely. Right. For her and and my youngest son is Eli, those are the nine and eight-year-olds, 
they think in terms of business. Like they want to, here's the thing that I want to do. Right. My oldest is entrepreneurial in the sense that she's, she's found her love in doing hair. Yeah. Doing yeah. twist outs and things like that. And it was one of those things where I had to be mindful of, again, where I was at that stage of life, which was throwing parties. Like it was, it was between that, somewhere between 20 and 20 and 22 when I was doing that. So roughly the same age. Mm-hmm. I know if I went and told my parents that, they'd be like, what? Because number one, they're all the way left with less secular things, right? Right. right, right. right. Like, did, did, is God in there? Is, right. God, is God in the club? What are we doing? And how concrete is this yeah. thing? Is, it, is you doing a Bible study in the club? Or <laughs> what's, what's really going on? I don't think we do Bible studies and Thong Thursdays. Which is, <laughs> I, don't think, I didn't feel comfortable. <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable with that one. Depending um, on what day you get yeah, to. I didn't feel comfortable with that one. <laughs> I knew who I was in my life at the time. Yeah. And I, and I remained there. But, but she's demonstrating mm-hmm. that she's serious about it. And when I had to kind of step back, and even, even with my wife, like I'm, I'm trying to find that balance of she's creating her identity because she took a backseat for me right, to, right, right. to go on my corporate run Man. and kind of climb the ladder. Mm-hmm. So now it's the, the dance of, number one, getting out of the mode of talking to employees. Correct. Right, because that don't go, they don't go over well. Right. <laughs> right. don't go over well. I had a I had a conversation with my partner about that a couple of weeks ago because mm-hmm. we were kind of in parallel paths in terms of the industry we're in. We're both in supply chain. He was on the government side and I wasn't. And we talked about turning it off when you come home. Right. And that's a real thing because there's so much pressure as a black man. That's the only experience that I know trying to be three times as nice for 75 percent of the pay right. <laughs> or, the, or the recognition had to always be on and I would come home and I'd still be on. Still be on. Yeah. So if somebody says something to me, my wife says something to me, I respond as I've been responding all day. Yep. Cause you're still say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In that mode. In that mode. Right. Not that she was an employee, number one. <laughs> let, alone, oh, no. let alone my employee. Let the record reflect. Yeah, I'm very, very, very clear. <laughs> very, very clear on that. But even now, both of us being in entrepreneurship, yeah. it's um, sometimes it's like... It's a dance of, I think that is going down the wrong path, mm-hmm. but I can't demonstrate where I've gone down the right path to tell you that. All I have is my lived experience in the corporate world, so I, I don't know if this won't work. Right. I feel very strongly. In England. <laughs> yeah. Feeling. I feel very strongly. And then it's the, okay, am I watching it fail or is this part of her story, the lessons that she needs to get the business results that she wants? So that's that's kind of... I'm in my head a lot, even even in the things like we do things together in business, and then she, you know, she's super creative, which is 
and it's crazy, super crazy. And, and when it catches, you know, I'm, I, I might be the stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> might be the stay at home when it catches. But it's it's just the, that dynamic of how far to, how much to engage, what's overreaching, when to shut up. <laughs> and that's tricky because the whole saying about your vision is not everybody else's vision. That applies all the way up to your spouse as well. There are visions you'll receive from the universe, from the creator, that has nothing to do with even your spouse. It's just y'all think different, y'all move different. That's why y'all are together to cover two separate areas, right? So if my mind is over here in this creative space and I'm not as creative as you or my mind doesn't function that way or I'm more built off logic or I'm more built off structure or you're more artistically ready to say, hey, this is going to work because this community, this environment is attracted to this, I don't, I don't move or dwell in that that side. So I don't. I, what a numbers at? It's not a numbers thing. This culture don't move on numbers. It's a feeling. You know what I mean? So now she could be dead on and in touch and have a hand on the pulse, if you will, for that industry or that thing. But because you don't function that way, you're like, oh, do I stand back? Am I watching the barn burn down, or am I allowing her to flourish and kind of come into her own? That you have to seek guidance on that. You know, you 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 pray on that and you kind of sit back and like you say, y'all doing good, tapping in and having those conversations, like touching in. Sometimes I touch in with my wife on something that I don't understand a direction she's headed in. That's for reassurance. That's not me to persuade her. I need to be reassured that you still feel like you know what you're doing, you like what you're doing, and we headed in the right direction with this thing. And how can I supplement or assist? And vice versa, she does it with me a lot as well. Uh, but to the topic of fail early, fail soon, now is the time. I have a, I have a, a cousin slash brother that that's his life. He's, I don't think he's ever had a job in his entire life. So he's, he's, a, he's an ex, extremely high risk taker when it comes to money or endeavors, right? So he always, I, I give him credit. If he come up with a, a, a heavy hitter idea, he called me. I'm the first person he called. I got it. We about to eat. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All I need. All what you, you got to do. <laughs> what we doing? So he's like, I'm going to do this, 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 this. I'm putting this concert on and we got to do this. You got to drop what you're doing and come to L.A. right now. Whoa. Oh, man, I've been, I've been married and rearing <laughs> kids this whole time. So he was like, man, you, you never really roll the dice, man. If it don't work, I'm going to go sleep on the couch. I was like, there it is. I don't have that option. I'm not telling my wife and all my children, hey, let's go sleep on this couch because I'm going to roll the dice on this thing. I think it's going to blow. But if it's early, now is the time to fail. You don't have a wife yet. You don't have children yet. You're mobile. You're mobile enough to say, I'm going overseas for two years and go get this tax-free money. Then I'm going to come back and I'm going to invest it like this. Or you could say, I'm selling everything I got. I'm going to buy this van <laughs> and I'm going to pack me a duffel bag. And I'm going state to state with this thing that I do, and I'm going to network. And by the time I make it from California to New York, hopefully I have enough connections to where this thing going to blow. Knock yourself out, son. Eat, bathe, and call me. <laughs> At the very least, you have one heck of a store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from, from Cali to New York. Right. You mentioned uh, visions being different, or mm -hmm. visions are very customized. Absolutely. Right. The, the individual, the individual uh, delivery, downloads. What about kids having them? How, what, what, at what age do you think, is it two things? Is it a number? Is it a numerical age? Or what sign of maturity would you have to see to take a child's vision serious? I would go with the latter. 
because the first I can't I can't put a number on it because it it goes to one of those things you have to know your child. I know when you're serious about something. When I've seen you serious about something, you move this way. When you're just trying something or you're you're following a fad, it looks totally different. So I, I feel like it'll be based on that more so than, oh, you're 16 now, son. Whatever you got may work. Oh, you may be a late bloomer and your ideas don't make sense to you 22. And if that's what that is, then I have to have an open door policy to say, hey, don't go ruin your credit in your life. Stay right here. I got the space. Because right now, you're going to do some some ridiculously dumb things. It's just, men over women. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm double standard king. <laughs> in that department, men, we do some of the dumbest. It's going to work. Man, I'm going to get this two-bedroom apartment, <laughs> man. It's $1,500 a month. Son, you don't have a job. I'm a hustler. No, you're not. You don't have a job. You don't wake up. You don't have a job. <laughs> you don't wake up on your own. <laughs> I wake you up. <laughs> So I, I'm going with get a feel for how serious you are, how in-depth you are. How frequent do you come and represent that thing to me? Because now I'm like, oh, you mean it now. You keep talking about this every day, every week. Now it's time to start, okay, let's put a plan together. What you got? But lead with what do you have. I'm not going to give you the plan because now you're trying to implement my plan. It's not my vision. Based on Based on experience, I want to talk about how open we are with our sons, our children about our failures. Because like you said, them seeing, them seeing you go through it, but you got a whole bunch of life before, before they were thought, before they arrived. And some of that, I think we kind of want to keep in a, in a, in a secret box. <laughs> that they never, Cause we didn't come up in the social media area. Thank no, God. Thank <laughs> right. So there's some things, <laughs> there's some things that we've experienced and we may actually see them going down that path, but sometimes I struggle with, I'm a little bit embarrassed <laughs> to, to, to bring this part of my life to you, even though that I know it'll help you. Yeah. So even in the same vein of now's the perfect time to fail. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got, I got some, like I mentioned before, we, we, we almost lost houses based on my, my foolery. Right, right, right. And right. I'm not always as open to say that because they, they didn't know, and now they only know a life that is seemingly better than that. How, how, what, what is the appropriate amount of transparency with your kids in that regard? I have a structure in my mind that I'm just like what you said. This area of my life is, I don't want to say it's off limits. It's just not necessary to tap into that. But then, uh, like you, my son, he's, he's, he'll be 17 next month, the, the oldest that's in my house right now. Um, and he has his cousin there who's a year older than him, right? So in essence, I'm looking at an 18-year-old and a 17-year-old, young black men in my house day to day. And when I see them doing things that 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 demonstrate that they're not quite grasping what I'm telling them, I'm telling you to get out the bed. I don't care if it's Sunday. I don't care if it's Saturday. There's no need for you to be in that bed at 9.30 a.m. Get up. Find something to do. And so now I feel like if, if I'm just saying that, they're not grasping why I'm saying it. So when they start moving like that or the, the chores they have around the house, they start half-stepping and half-doing it. I feel like they're taking their lifestyles for granted. You know, the fact that you never have to knock on a bathroom door and wait on the toilet. <laughs> you never have to say, <laughs> oh, man, mom and dad on the telephone and I'm waiting to call this person or this girl yeah. or my friend. 
don't That's have true. these issues. They, you, you each have your own cell phone. You have bathrooms. You have separate private bedrooms. You have privacy. I didn't have those things. Wow. So when I get frustrated and I pop off, I'll bets off. You know, I have questionable things that have happened to me. I've told both of them I've been robbed at gunpoint before as a teenager. I told them about other stuff that has happened to me that in a calm, cool environment, I wouldn't dare mention those things. But because you're out of touch as a young black male of the things that could absolutely happen to you, I have to give it to you. But I feel like the anger and the the, the pressure of that situation, like, man, stop. Stop laying back with your feet kicked up. This will happen to you. It happened to me. And then now that that's kind of the wake-up call. They're like, hey, what? What happened? So now it's like, uh, it's out there now. Let's discuss it. And hopefully out of the story, you don't glorify it. You're learning these are the mistakes that lead to these things. Yeah, the kids today are a lot more, um, they're a lot bolder. As you were as you were providing that context, it made me think, do I overcompensate with protecting my son mm -hmm. from potential success because I know what can happen to a young black man out there, right? Right. A specific portion of the era of black people being killed at an alarming rate by, <laughs> by officers of the law, right? Within the last three to four years, there were periods of protests. My kids wanted to go. Some of them wanted to go, right? right? right. And I had to think, like that wasn't my lived experience with my parents right. because they came from an era where they were on the receiving end or their parents were on the receiving end. So I think they kind of overcompensated with stay away from, from, from those situations. Yeah. Not hide your blackness, but like if you go outside, if you go to a specific neighborhood and keep getting punched in the face, you're probably gonna tell your, your kid, better example, there's areas, there's areas of Hampton Roads, Virginia that have been historically racist. And my pops would tell me not to go there as a, like, it was a matter of fact, but it was, it wasn't even a big deal. It was like, no, nah, don't go over there. We don't belong over there. Right, right. So you grow up, you grow up learning that, but my kids don't have, that wasn't my lived experience. That was passed down and my kids are even that much further removed from it. So how much of the pass down, play it safe, do we still hand down or we use to manage our kids that might be restricting them or inhibiting them from being that successful by taking a chance, right? The first person to do something is always the first person to do it, right? right. It has to, somebody has to do it. Definitely. But it's like, ah, and it, and it comes with a, a, a large degree of risk and pushback and maybe hate and maybe violence. But you have to push through that to be, to, to, to push, I don't even want to say culture, but to push an idea forward, right? If you're going to be the first to market or the first to innovate something, there's always challenges, whether it's in your community, other communities, businesses that feel like they'll be, like, like you'll be a competition that, that may take some of that market share. So with all of that in mind, do you think that is a thing that we may shelter them so much, keep them from our experiences and our traumas so much and having real conversations about it, that it kind of prevents or limits their greatness, if that makes sense? It absolutely makes sense. And I 1,000% agree. And I'm guilty. I do it. Um, there are parts of town right now that I have not exposed my my sons to. They don't know. They don't know what outside of this side of town looks like. They just don't. I've been through those areas, even here. I'm not a native of this city that we live in now, but I, I've made certain that I've traveled through those areas, made connections in those areas because you never know where you're in, where you'll end up, right? So if you're downtown and you're in the mix 
and then you see a certain group of, of people that made, you know, Facebook value. Some people may judge and kind of shun and, and try to steer clear of. I've already made connections with, with those same people to where I'm a people person. So regardless of what you got going on, what people don't understand is certain things only happen depending on what you involve yourself in, you know what I mean, with, with, with that life. Because I know they don't know what it looks like or the rules of that or the rules of engagement or how to distinguish between the two, I don't want you to learn and get the bumps and bruises that come with it. I'm doing you a disservice. I know I'm doing you a disservice. But then when I have discussions with like-minded people uh, of our community or stature, if you will, they justify it as well. Because I, I, because I, that very question, I was like, man, am I robbing them? Am I cheating them? Should they just go ahead and go over there? None of my sons ever have ever had a fight. My, my, my oldest boy at my house, he's in high school, and he's never had a fight, a fist fight in his entire life. By the time I made it to high school, I had so many fights, I could have been in the Olympics for boxing. <laughs> Golden Glove. I'm surrounded by people that tell me that's a good thing. You've arrived. Like, that's a great thing. You don't want your, your children to have the experience of they grew up fighting. Uh, but do I? You know what I mean? Because now do I go create that trauma? So, you know, what, what, what the suburbs do, I'm going to go put my son in karate. <laughs> I'm not doing that. It's not the same. I'm guilty of that. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, so <laughs> so that's, that's how we deal with it. It's so hard, man. If you're a parent and you don't tell yourself this, you're lying. It's hard to stand by and watch your child suffer. As necessary as you may know it is, you may know for a fact, I have to let that kid punch my son in the face. I need to see what he's going to do. So that way it's a teaching moment. If Perfect I got to take you home, like, <laughs> you see what happened when you stand there and let somebody punch you in the mouth? It's, that is the hardest thing in the world. Man, I jump in if they taking too long and tie my kid's shoes. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about that. <laughs> Luke Swoop, bunny is. So, so do, what do you feel? Do you feel like it's necessary to create these mock trauma sessions or or do you feel like nope because if you're traveling in the right circle then your circle of friends the type of money or career you'll be around the environment you'll be in the environment i want you raising my grandchildren in you're not going to need these skills yeah, it's anyway. likely it's likely to not be an issue so the the honest answer is no i don't feel like you need to create those because i haven't well i, I guess i could feel like i could be <laughs> at the tug of war internally feeling like I need to and not doing it. I don't think I don't think they need to relive our experience. What I struggle with is how to effectively give them the information and the lesson from a lived experience that's so unique that it's hard to like it's hard to tell somebody how something tastes right. if they've never tasted anything like it. Right. Right. Man, it tastes like a <laughs> it's, it's it's just like a, you know. <laughs> no, I don't. You <laughs> There we go. Pew, pew, pew. On the We're going to have a let loose episode on that. <laughs> what, what started in VA versus what started in, in Lucinetta? We're going to have that conversation. But yeah, so, yeah the, so the struggle is how to, how, to, how to give them that information and also what those experiences have taught me about other points of my life or have been tools, have been critical components of me getting through another part of my life. Absolutely. And I don't want to, I don't want to rob them of that. So I think, I think the opportunity is to look at their versions of those experiences, though they don't parallel with our lived experience, is to give that the, the attention, 
give it the credit, give it the the importance mm-hmm. that they put on it. Right. And we talked about that in another episode is is disregard, right? Make sure that we're not doing that. And I think if I think for me, if I can learn to live through that lens where no, you don't have to, you don't need to go lose your house. Right. 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 But, if there, if, but if there's something based on your lens or your experience that is as dire, as critical, or as scary at, at that point in your life, I need to honor that, that that's, that that's your version of it. And then try to parallel the skill or the lesson that I learned from my version of it and help them apply it to their version of it, if that, that kind of makes sense. It does. That's brilliant. That's the mistake I feel like our generation makes often of not paying close attention or not giving credit to what they do find or or an issue they're having that's that's monumental in their life. You right. understand? That's the word I couldn't pull. Yeah, so the, the, the biggest thing, this may be the biggest thing they've ever faced in their lives. You understand? And they're like, man, I'm just trying to get to the other side of this thing. And you're like, boy, that's nothing. I once had to fight two dudes, or I once had to, I once had to figure out in three days where me and my wife was about to move because I lost the house. Well, they're like, listen, I don't have any of that, but I do have this car, and the motor just went out, <laughs> and I don't know what to do. Speaking of which, anybody looking for a 2000? I'm playing. <laughs> Counted, but not really. <laughs> so you may be like, that's easy, son. Be mindful not to put their fire out so fast that they didn't realize what the issue was and come up with a resolution. And like you said, I can parallel this, this teachable moment with something I went through, and I'm about to save you a big knot on your head. Yeah, son, there was this time that I did this, this, this. I'm not telling you what to do, or this may not even work for you, but I chose to try this, trying to spark and instill in them, don't seek the answer from me. I want to jog you up a little bit to where you start to try things. Just start trying, because by the time you talk to me about it, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, what you tried so far? To insinuate there's more ideas to come, there's more attempts to be made, because if you're coming to me saying it didn't work, we're going to keep trying. We're going to figure this thing out. So that's huge that you said that, man. We we, we got to do better with that. Yeah, man. I think this is a uh, a great place to wrap the conversation for now. But as always, I appreciate your perspective. I've, I've definitely grown through this conversation. A lot of times it's the genius of, of of dialogue and also hearing yourself say something because somebody prompted you mm-hmm. or, or provoked the thought. Right. And that's what I always appreciate about this platform. But we'll 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 wrap here. Um salute to everybody that has been supporting us. We appreciate it. We see it on all platforms. I'm gonna miss some with Facebook, uh YouTube, IG, what's the one? The dance, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok as it exists today. A bunch of other ones. The, the audio platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Please leave a rating if you're listening. Follow it. Hit the auto download so that's there and available whenever you get ready for it. It really helps. It really helps our content gets placed in front of more people when the people that are listening acknowledge that they're actually listening or consuming it through the visual experience. Yes. What you got in closing, bro? Man, same. I, I, I really like... Uh, a lot of people, they kind of shun this, but I, I enjoy when friends I haven't seen in a long time or people I don't even know that I get introduced to through friends say stuff like, oh, man, I saw an episode or the podcast, and I really like what you guys are talking about. People you don't even know or people that you do know really enjoy that, man. Make us really feel like we're doing the right thing and, and encourages us to keep doing it. So keep, if you see me and, and, and 
I'm not Hollywood, man. Come tell me. I saw it. It's just not Lil. It's not Lil. It's not a Lil podcast. Yeah, I don't hear nothing after Lil. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's going to do it. We appreciate you guys. God bless you. Peace. Peace. They tried to count me out. I'm going to count me in. Fill up my bank account. Now I got something to spend. I just pull it out and count for nothing when I'm feeling great. Give my baby little mom just a spendy day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.